got her geared up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam or now. Welcome to the space jam. We should stop singing before we get DC made. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in, come on in, come on in, first jam. Everybody get up, get up, get up, get up. Everybody get up, get up, get up, get get everybody get up, get up. Remix. If you feel fine, you're gonna take it into time, right? Okay. For some reason, my brain went to override. I was like, that's not the lyric. It's definitely over time. Space Jam. We saw the movie for my birthday. Actually, we didn't see Space Jam for your birthday. We saw we Space saw Jam, a new Space legacy. Space Jam, a new legacy Sorry. for your Space birthday. Space Jam, a new legacy. Sorry. A very different Sorry. movie. Not, very different not associated movie. with any other jams or spaces at all. <laughs> nope. Any, uh, any other film of the same name is just happenstance. Yeah, just happenstance. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, uh, Space Jam. Uh, in the year of our Lord, uh, 2020 uh, came out July 16th. My birthday! Oh my God! Uh, we saw it a couple days Bless. later. Actually, um, <laughs> we saw it. We saw it the next day. Saw it yeah. July 17th. But still, it was that movie was for me. It was my birthday. Uh, they made it for me. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Warner that Brothers. was such a generous gift that Warner Brothers did. Yeah, they did that <laughs> just, just so for you me. know they're wow. They created it just for you. Like honestly, that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like that's pretty big warner brothers like what are you doing <laughs> yeah you know uh warner brothers like I, wow it, it, it's just a sign that uh because warner brothers you know i because i interviewed for a lot of warner brothers jobs for my current job so it's just them being like we really want you to come over here so here have space jam. <laughs> yeah they're like Bree, please we've made space jam just for you please join our join our uh join uh, us. our studio yes please um Speaking of studio, welcome to the Black Animated yeah, Podcast, Black everybody. Animated. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Way, And I'm your other co-host, Bree. And this and, uh, is a BW episode. Or WB. Which, uh, you know, actually it wow. is a WB episode. It's a, WB episode. <laughs> it's a very yeah. WB episode. <laughs> WB. When I pretend everything's running, okay. Sorry, I was starting to sing a Linkin Park song. That, um, is that in Space Jam? No. <laughs> I was like, what? Where, where, cool Linkin Park that? was in Space Jam. Just Mike oh. Shinoda just showing up, like, hey, it's me, Mike Shinoda <laughs> from Linkin Park. I don't know. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Well, we are talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy, uh, which has been said before. Breeze, uh, it came out on Bree's birthday. So uh, uh, she, I, Jed, uh, and more friends uh, went out and saw it in theaters, which was a great experience. You don't want to name drop our other friends? uh nope for their privacy <laughs> uh, honestly i wasn't gonna name drop jed but then i was like i feel like he's been called out on the podcast before yeah. so yeah, i was we, like we, All right, yeah, I'll yeah for, for their privacy but yes the three of us and some other friends um we went to uh see space jam a new legacy and it was uh it was fun um i know people are review bombing the heck out of it i guess and are like but it's not Michael Jordan, or the CG. I don't. I don't care. It's 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 a dumb little movie. It's fun. 
Yeah, um, I agree. It was a yeah. super fun experience. I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it if I didn't see it with friends in a theater and with a crowd of people, you know, like I feel like watching it at home, maybe it would have been, I don't know, it definitely would have been different. Like maybe I would have enjoyed it, but it would have been different. I probably would have cringed a lot more. Like I feel like the moments in it, there are definitely a lot of moments in which I cringed. But it was like fun to cringe at it with other people who were also cringing. <laughs> right. Like... That it just made it funner to watch. Um, and have you seen I mean, this is probably a stupid question. Have you seen the original Space Sham? Or Matt, like, you know, a better question is have you seen the original Space Sham recently? Yeah, I watched it the day before. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's perfect. Yeah, I haven't seen the original Space Jam since it's on I was. Of X. A I know it's been there for like. A I minute. know, I know. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Yeah, I feel like I I wanted to watch it before watching Space Jam: A New Legacy, but I, you don't really have to. I mean, I know it's it's not connected. I mean, they're not connected. They're completely. At all. They're completely different films. I mean, <laughs> like the only thing, all, the only relatability of it is just that's like. Bugs makes a little tongue-in-cheek joke about like, hmm, a basketball like star and us, the Toon Squad or whatever, having to play a basketball game, you know, for I... whatever. He's like, seems awfully familiar, or and and Lola says like, oh yeah, been there, done that, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they're aware, like it's, it's and they weird. also have like the clothes from the original film at one point. Yeah, they've got like the OG Toon Squad uniform. So it's like the first one happened, but they don't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the point was to make it so that uh, people who just hadn't seen the one with Jordan could just see the one with LeBron and mm -hmm. not really mm -hmm. care. So I feel like it would be it. it's pertinent to maybe go through the plot really quickly like yeah. just as a synopsis uh so basically space jam a new legacy it, it follows lebron james, LeBron james basketball LeBron james. superstar uh as he is uh struggling basically uh, the backbone of the movie is struggling with uh, his relationship with his son uh and typical kids movie trope yeah, and uh, basically what happens in this movie is uh, LeBron James is trying to have a uh, good basketball-based relationship with his son in which he uh, sees that his son has this skill in basketball and is trying to make sure that he doesn't get distracted by other things so that he can continue to um, build up that skill in basketball. Like, he, he's, it's something that, you know, they connect on so he wants to see him do good with uh but however lebron james's son uh named dom dom see this is actually a fast <laughs> and the furious nine crossover mm -hmm. uh, this is a uh, fast space jam is actually fast and the furious 10 yeah <laughs> we just didn't know yeah if you peel back the 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 uh nutritional facts label <laughs> on this uh, 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 on, on this uh bottle you'll see at the back of it it'll say uh also uh, uh what do you call it the non-active ingredients 
Fast Furious 10. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I feel like that's such a dumb adult joke. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so uh lebron james's son dom is actually very interested in video games he wants to be a game designer and he has like a video game that he's creating called i can't remember it's like a space jam <laughs> no it's a basketball, a basketball game, game. It's, it's like his basketball game that he's been developing and um uh lebron who uh, earlier in the movie or in flashbacks in the movie or i guess in the interlude i guess it would be um he, as a kid, uh, was taught that video games are just a distraction and that he should focus on his basketball so he could be successful. He threw a, and Game, because... Boy. He threw a Game Boy in the trash. <laughs> that his friend gave him, which was just wild. That was the wildest part of the movie, the first five yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, wow, I got a Game Boy Color here. You can have my old Game Boy. Like, why don't you hold on to that? What are you doing? For real? Hey, you know what? Kids don't <laughs> know. paid for that. Kids don't know the value of things, especially the value of what it would be in the future. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I guess it's not super valuable now, Advance. but like... Yeah, I still, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely still have my Game Boy Advance, but still. I don't know where my color is. I don't know where my color is either. <laughs> you see, years. that's the thing. I also don't know where my SP is. <laughs> oh, you had an SP? Yeah. I never yeah. had an SP. Lucky. Yeah. I needed that backlight. Um, <laughs> but, oh, wait, no, my, my, I just remembered my SP was stolen by a high school, no, middle school bully. <laughs> the weirdest thing that I would think about is like, how did we play video games with out the backlights back uh, in the day well like, first we would we would crouch over or <laughs> or under the nearest lamp or <laughs> like i i definitely have memories that this is like so off topic <laughs> or maybe it's still off topic but i have memories of like trying to like get my uh game boy advance in the perfect lighting like situation like outside like if it's a sunny day like trying to be like all right make sure the sh <laughs> my shadow isn't covering my game boy like let me just uh, twist myself <laughs> in weird positions to make sure the sunlight's hitting it so i can play <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. or being in the in the car and be like all right i gotta turn on the the overhead light in the car right. so i can play and i'm like oh no there's my head's shadow is still like overcasting <laughs> Kids today yeah. don't know with their with yeah, their switch. And they their... got their 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 switches with their backlights, <laughs> their their video. Do you remember the, the extension that you could buy, like the yes. light extension you could mm -hmm. buy for the SP in the advance? Yes, which <laughs> was, was like for like forty thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Such a steal! Like what the heck? I kind of want to. God, I this is almost video games like, were forty bucks. Like I new, mean, new yeah, when they were, were they were cheap. And yeah, <laughs> forty bucks. Like, I remember when new PS2 games were only like thirty, forty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now, now a new video game. I remember just, that <laughs> being a kid and thinking, "What the heck? This is uh such a like they're trying to they're stealing money from us. Like, why is this game thirty nine ninety nine? It should be less. Like, what the heck? Like, this is so expensive. Like, how it can't get more expensive than this? Like, this is wild. Now it's like, wow, thirty dollars that's a steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now thirty dollars is like, oh my gosh, it's so cheap. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> where the heck am I? So. Uh, Dom, LeBron Dominic, James, he's, he's taught that games are bad. So when he sees his son is interested in a game, he's kind of like, what are you doing? This is weird. You should be doing, you should be playing b-ball. Uh, but convinced by his uh, a wife, he uh, tries to, he tries to 
connect on that interest of video games and kind of fails uh a little miserably uh but uh is still trying to connect with the son he takes him to a pitch meeting with warner brothers where he is uh pitched to uh get his digital essence copied by the warner brothers uh server uh which uh, ai server who is named lg rhythm <laughs> um and who has like a full-on personality and also is played by don Cheadle uh to have his likeness uh digitized and uh basically uh put into any movie and uh show made by warner brothers um and of course uh this is like a black mirror episode so lebron james is like no i don't i pass i don't want this this is a stupid idea whoever made this idea is stupid um and Warner brothers ai server is the one that created the idea so it is insulted and uh as a way to i i guess get supreme power or whatever the heck i can't remember exactly what Algae he just wanted, wanted to be recognized as yeah. like having good ideas. So he uh forcefully <laughs> he uh digitizes LeBron James into the Warner Brothers server universe uh and challenges him to a basketball game in which if LeBron loses then Don Cheadle Algae Rhythm will be able to keep his digital essence in the algorithm forever and do whatever he wants and uh and if 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 lebron wins of course he can take he and his son who was also uh, i guess kidnapped into this digital world with him back into the real world um and uh yeah and basically the the plot hinges on this basketball game and uh algorithm allows him to choose whomever he wants to have on his basketball game. Uh, and of course, uh, he is kind of tricked into choosing the Looney Tunes <laughs> as Which his basketball make sense team. How it's a trick. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we can talk later. about it a little bit, but yeah. And he's tricked to having the Looney Tunes as a basketball team. And they basically play, they play. We, we see a bunch of uh, Warner Brothers characters in the backgrounds of the of the playing. It's a lot of like crazy 3D, uh, a lot of really bad costumes and uh, all out basketball game where uh, LeBron James is pitted against his son uh, uh, during this basketball game, but then learns that, you know what? Maybe you don't have to be super uh, rigid or strict in order to play basketball. Maybe you could just play basketball to have fun and be goofy. And that is the basic synopsis of Space Jam. Yeah, that's basically a rundown of what happens. Yeah. Um, antics and tricks and stuff ensue. But throughout the film, like, it's just, it's kind of a nice fun romp. Um, you know, like certain parts were interesting because like certain certain parts were animated or done by like some of our like industry peers so that was mm -hmm. cool to see um Did shout out to bruce animate on it i don't think bruce animated on it but he did consult um so you know shout out to bruce for like you know offering like what he could just to like you know look over the film because you know he didn't like have a deep hand in everything i believe um shout out you to say christina halstead yeah oh what wait the what? wonder woman 
Oh, but awesome. The Wonder Woman Lola uh, bit, she did uh, work on that. So shout out to Christina. Former, That's awesome. Former BNA guest who is a technical director. And if you don't know what that is, if you are super interested in Toon Boom and like harmony and just like rigging and stuff and want to learn more about like animating and like what you can do, then you should totally listen to Christina's episode. Mm-hmm. She drops some really good knowledge about being a technical director on animation. Hex yeah. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I just it was just really fun to watch the movie uh, with friends with with you all, and just throw logic out the window and accept <laughs> it for what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I feel I, like it was a bad movie, but <laughs> you feel like it was a bad movie? okay. So I feel like it was a good bad movie. Like it was like yeah. so many things that were just like this is so dumb. Why are they doing this? But it felt great. Like it felt unconventional in a good way. Like it was just like, oh, this is like, uh, this is so weird. Why are they doing this? But it felt fun. I saw people comparing it to like Wreck It Ralph two or Emoji Movie with. Mm. Excuse me. Maybe more so Wreck It Ralph too, with like you know the usage of like all the different IPs and whatnot, and people were like, "Well, if we're crapping on Disney, why are we giving Warner Brothers a pass?" And um, I guess just because, at least for me, the reason is because Space Jam is not meant to be this deep, profound film. Well, we're- sorry, I was gonna, I was just gonna say um, as well, like it doesn't feel like an advertisement for it feels kind of like it's more of a okay we own these characters and you know what these are just like spots of them in the back like they don't really play that much of a role like hey you should go watch iron giant (laughs) or like oh hey go watch it little babies aren't gonna go watch the matrix like yeah exactly it's more of like oh this is just fun uh fun cameos more and i feel like things like uh wreck it ralph and uh and emoji movie they were more like go to uh, go to my disney.com or like oh, okay go here or like check this out kids and it felt a little bit more of a really big advertisement for yeah like, those like, properties definitely because like you know you can literally go to ohmydisney.com like you mm-hmm. can go there that's a real website mm-hmm. or or like the whole princess moment like even though that's cool it's like when you watch it you're like all oh, these are dolls these are gonna be toys mm-hmm. and then they were <laughs> yeah and then like you know their outfits that they're wearing it's like you can go to the disney store and like at least at the time um i don't think you can anymore but um rest in peace disney store <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah at the time of this guy's the disney store is uh it's, not, it's still around. Wait, are all Disney stores closed or is it just like the one? There's a significant amount that are closing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a different conversation. Um, but yeah, you know, at the time you could buy the sleepers that the princesses were all wearing. Or mm. Oh, that's cool. It just, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I liked seeing some of the Tiana stuff. But I was like, all of Tiana stuff is very like Louisiana-like pride. Or like or or um uh New Orleans pride and I'm like I'm not from New Orleans so I feel like I don't really need to buy these <laughs> even though I like Tiana a lot um or just like you know like all the Marvel stuff like wow look at Iron Man flying around so like that felt like a big advertisement plus Dragon Ralph too kind of didn't a lot of good people worked on the movie it was very well made but uh plot didn't really know what it wanted to be um whereas Space Jam I think was fully aware that it was space jam 2 was fully aware that it was uh just kind of silly yeah 
and yeah. not anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it just, uh, especially for those of us that grew up watching the original, um, it was really fun to just see that like, oh, okay, so the the young bucks that, you know, really like LeBron are going to have this now. Because like, you know, Michael Jordan, he's kind of, he's, he's old news. Like nobody's really talking about Michael Jordan. Everybody's right. talking about Michael B. Jordan. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Michael B. Jordan. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, yes. What a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> what a good joke. Yes. What a good joke. I feel oh, like yeah. I guess we probably should have said like we're probably gonna, we're full spoilers for this movie. Yeah, there's so going to be spoilers. And um, Matt, speaking of spoilers, what uh, would you say is like a favorite part of the film for you? Uh, ooh, a favorite part of the honestly full spoil spoilers. The fa- a favorite part of the movie for me was the moment where Michael B. Jordan walked out. Yeah, <laughs> like Sylvester. It was Sylvester, mm-hmm. right? Who yeah, was Sylvester's like, like, I found Michael Jordan in the audience, guys. Like, Which also, now that I'm saying that out loud too, how did he get past the barrier? <laughs> There's a barrier between the audience and the players. How did he get a past the barrier? Who knows? <laughs> but Who knows? yes, he's like, I found Michael Jordan in the audience, guys. And everyone was like, Michael Jordan, oh my gosh, he's a legend. Like, he could help us. Like, what? Oh, this is going to be awesome. And uh, it turns out to be Michael B. Jordan. And everyone was like, what? Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> like, what about Michael A. Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so good like audience experience because we were all like holding each other's hands yeah, literally we shaking. started praying as soon as Sylvester's we like, like we found michael jordan we started like just holding each other's hands like please, please be michael we were chanting please let it be michael b jordan please let it be michael b jordan and then when it was we all clapped we were like yeah yeah we all applauded and screamed and i feel like the audience was like Whoa. audience was like who are these guys calm down <laughs> that is definitely one of my favorites uh favorite parts um and i feel like the my favorite uh parts of the movie uh again it, like this one is very much connected to the audience experience like my favorite parts of the movie uh had to be when we were kind of just like uh chanting um or or um or cheering on we were cheering on eric Bowser. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever rap. like porky yeah especially the porky pig rap where like at first we were kind of like oh no porky pigs rapping but then like throughout the rap we were just like get him eric get him yeah eric and we just started <laughs> cheering like yes because it's funny it was like, such a fun moment like i feel like if i was watching it at home by myself i'm like oh no like it just would have been a sad moment for me but it was a funny moment watching it in theater with friends it was like yeah, this is awesome i think part of that too comes from like um because this is our second movie in theaters since the pandemic mm-hmm. um because you know like we're all vaccinated like are the group that we went with like we're all vaccinated fully inoculated have been for a couple months now um you know wearing our mask our hand sanitizer taking all the precautions right mm-hmm. um and our, our first experience together was fast and the furious nine which was a very good movie well it's good in the this is ridiculous, <laughs> but very I'm ridiculous. Fun, kind of good very um, good movie 
man what a what a wild movie um but i think some of that comes from like just sort of being starved for that experience again because Mm -hmm. you know it's just it hasn't been safe to go out into theaters or theaters like have been shut down and like we all didn't really feel like there was a movie that was worth going out there for um even like before we were vaccinated and even when the vaccine became available for our age bracket um in la county um even at the top of that, it was still just kind of like, there's nothing really out there right now that we want to take that risk. And uh, we haven't been inoculated for long enough, but then like, you know, Fast and the Furious 9 and Space Jam came along and we were like, okay, it's been a couple months. This, I think this is fine now. And finally getting that experience again, like to be with people, I think um, probably heightened the enjoyment of things. At least, I don't know, that at least I think so. Um, but, but, but even then, like silly movies with friends are always enhanced. I would say like, that's how I felt. Um, when I went to go see Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimensions in theaters in the before times when that came out, um, I don't think I would have had, like, I would have enjoyed it for the pure nostalgia of just watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Cause it was all the, the OG voice actors and it felt like I was just watching a pretty good long episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. And I was like 13 again, but um, watching it with people who are nostalgic for that content and understand the campiness and the silliness of it makes it better. So that's why, like, every time I see people taking a dunk on Space Jam, on a new legacy, I'm just like, what are you, what, what did you want? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, what, did, what were you expecting? Like, I'm, I'm just not sure <laughs> what yeah. you're trying to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, anyone expecting, like, I don't know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, so, so, so some art house, <laughs> like, super dramatic uh, BAFTA Oscar, <laughs> uh, like, wall-breaking film is kind of like, all right, not every movie has to be that, you know? Yeah, I um, think it's something to be said where, like, uh... I feel like we're boomer hat, I guess. I don't know. Um, maybe we are in an age of media criticism that has become a bit more cynical and a bit more unwilling to, you know, as they, as, as the phrase is, you know, let people have fun. That is to say that um, I'm not without like, you know, criticism of doing that myself. Like I, when I was younger, you know, I heavily criticized the Twilight movies and like made fun of um, like the fandom of it or even, uh, I don't know, like I, when I was in college, I criticized the fact that, you know, Frozen was super popular and that it was like getting attention. Like, why do people care about Frozen so much? Like it's crap movie, blah, blah, blah. Even though like, you know, working in the industry now, like I know that like, you know, I have peers that, um, who may have like worked in Frozen on some way or in, in some shape or form. And, you know, you have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And Frozen is not a bad movie. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, Frozen is a good movie. Yeah. And I, I get that too. Cause I feel like I remember uh, in college as well, like when Frozen came out, there was just like this, I feel like it was a very popular distinction among uh the animation educate education animated animation community like people like students and stuff to kind of knock on frozen mm-hmm. um and uh because i th- i feel like one because it's like this uh 
heavily commercialized type of like Disney, like it's a Disney princess movie. So it's kind of like, okay, we're critiquing it uh, heavily in that aspect. And also it's Disney. So it's kind of like, okay, we're critiquing it in that aspect because they have such a high uh, stance in the industry. So we're kind of like, oh, okay, this better be good. This better be good. And like, trying to be students so we're trying to be like have that lens of like okay what's not good about this what's not good about this so we can like uh define ourselves professionally um yeah and almost just because i have I, I had a lot of friends too that were just like oh it wasn't good and i remember feeling like it was actually like a good movie <laughs> like, i saw it twice good. in theater i saw it once with my best friend and then i saw it um again with my uh with jed and mm. then i showed it to my mom with my sister because i was like oh have you seen the new movie the new disney movie and she was like no not yet and then i just popped it on and like yeah um is that three times yeah well <laughs> oh so twice in two theaters. times in theaters okay. um that was the first time i'd seen a movie twice in theaters like back to back like that because uh, i think the last time i did that was for uh um princess and the frog mm-hmm. I don't think I saw. Did I even see Tangled in theaters? I think I watched Tangled on a bootleg, actually. Oh no! <laughs> or oh yes, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I purchased a ticket for it. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. yeah. That's what that's what bootleg means. It means yeah. you, you get. <laughs> You have a, <laughs> it means you get a ticket and you go to the theater and you legally watch it there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, nowhere mm-hmm. else. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, oh <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, there's something to be said about like that um, over-criticism of films and stuff because I try to, now that I am a professional, uh, I feel like there is a critiquing movies since part of me where it's just like okay is this a good movie why isn't why is it good why is it bad and trying to just understand it so i can better myself professionally in animation and the other side of it which is just like i just want to enjoy watching a movie and sometimes it can get tangled and i feel like this year specifically too like i've been trying to look past or get past that uh that 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 professional lens of watching media and kind of just enjoy it more yeah um and that's something i felt with uh space jam and and it helps to kind of like understand okay what is it that i'm actually as a viewer as an audience experience liking about this movie and disliking and um and feeling a little bit more genuine in the responses rather than analytical uh yeah so that is to say yeah there are like some things that are kind of just like weird about space jam a new legacy that are kind of not working like i mean lebron like james can't, it feels weird he can't act great but it's also he's he does a great job acting but it's just noticeable that he's not a great actor which is fine i feel like i, I feel like especially was... against like his the person who's playing his son is just like okay yeah. this kid's a great actor <laughs> yeah like, like the kid's just vibing he's just having a good time being mm-hmm. being like i want to be a gamer and i want to go to e3 camp which is that real is there an e3 camp <laughs> listeners tweet at us yeah, <laughs> is, is e3 camp real yeah. like i want to we don't but, feel like googling <laughs> like i've been to e3 like we know e3 is real but mm-hmm. like is there an e3 camp for the gamer mm-hmm. kids because that's pretty cool if there is a if there is a thing yeah um <laughs> yeah within this plot there's a, 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 a dom the lebron son wants to go to 
video game camp, which is the E3 camp, and uh, LeBron wants him to go to basketball camp. Um, so that's like one of the devices that shows like, okay, uh, this is what LeBron wants you to do. And he has to learn that, okay, I got to let my son do what he wants to do. It's a very early, mid-2000s like plot point mm-hmm. where, yeah. you know, uh, dad is caught up in work or misguided doing X thing and isn't spending enough time with um, daughter, son, child mm-hmm. for X reason or is pushing something onto daughter, son, child for X reason. And, and usually through, uh, that the father protagonist turns into some sort of animal. <laughs> turns into an or animal. Has some or... sort of magical thing. Ha- well, I guess that happens in this movie. Magical thing happens to have him learn a lesson. Or like meets mystical creatures to have him learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. There, therefore, he becomes more in tuned with taking care of the family and his daughter, son, child. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, one of my favorite uh, mentioning you, you mentioning this uh, in this way reminds me of one of my favorite parts, which is more dramatic, but it was like such a, like uh, in its, I guess, 2000s cliche plotness, like the way uh, the Dom actor, I wish I didn't remember his name, but like he, there's this part in the movie, I can't even remember exactly what the scene is, but the dialogue is, uh, Dom says, Dad, you make me hate basketball <laughs> or something like that. Like, it's something that Dom likes to do. Like, even his video game is a basketball-based video game that he's making, but he's just, LeBron is just so overbearing and domineering. He's like, you make me hate basketball. And it's like one of those big hits, like, I mean, especially the way it's acted and played out in the scene, where it's just like, oh, that's so devastating. And yeah, like it kind of it goes to show like the, the kids acting prowess, too. And the director, whoever's directing the scene or whatever is like, so I don't I don't know the director. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, it's just really well done. Because it's like, okay, like, fine. I mean, some, I mean, I'm not like a huge basketball nerd. So I'm kind of like, okay, basketball. But knowing that it's something that the kid loves and it's like, man, dad, you're just making me hate this thing. It's just like, dang, that's dramatic. And I get that. It's just like, wow, I can, I can feel that sadness over something you used to love and you're losing that love word because like someone is just being too much about it. Mm. And it, and it hits, you know, LeBron, too, because he's like, this is my job and I love it. And I'm making you hate the thing I love. Like, oh, no, I'm starting director, to see the error of my ways. The director of Space Jam is uh, Malcolm D. Lee, who directed The Best Man. Oh, interesting. And Undercover Brother. And oh, snap. I didn't realize there was a sequel to The Best Man in 2013 and Girls Trip. Yeah. Oh, yes. Girls. That's right. I I remember hearing it was the same director of Girls Trip. Yes. All right. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I was reading some news article or something where it said the original director of Space Jam was like hating super hard on Space Jam. I think so. Space Jam A New Legacy. Or Space Jam A New Legacy. Excuse me. That's what I meant. (laughs) Space Jam A New Legacy. and, And Space Jam is super black in some of its like production aspects like the director malcolm d lee as i said earlier um the director malcolm d lee he directed the best man 
the best man sequel which i didn't know happened in 2017 oh, I know it was the, best uh, the best man is that movie with oh man i'm forgetting literally all but oh man it's like the plies like this uh book author right is about to get married and he wrote a book about his friends yeah and they're just and then drama ensues <laughs> yeah 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 um i best man like i couldn't watch it like it was on in the house but i technically like wasn't allowed to i guess i shouldn't have been watching it because i guess mm-hmm. it's got sex in it and that's inappropriate mm-hmm. very yeah like uh like tay diggs neil long and all them are in it Morris, i think Morris chestnut is the guy that's getting married yeah or is he the one that wrote the book i i believe no, it's tay diggs that wrote the book i think about the friends mm. yeah yes terrence howard is in it like, yes a, a lot a lot of people are in this yeah, one yeah 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 very a lot of the black actors that you grew up watching are in this movie <laughs> black black people homework basically is uh what the film is yep <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yeah like there's him like ryan coogler had a hand in the movie uh-huh. um Brian Coogler's brother, I guess, like held on the screenplay. Look, this is just a very black movie. Just so everybody knows, <laughs> just in case you couldn't tell. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, credit, credit where credit just do that. Like, you know, they're they're a chunk of black people that worked in like the producing aspect, writing the screenplay, and um, art the director, of course, too. Does it absolve black people of criticism for things that they make? No, I'm just saying that it's, uh, it, it is. Pretty, pretty black and i think that's cool um yeah. but that is to say that like still the movie is just a fun romp of family friendliness and e- even if some of the stuff doesn't fully work it was still a good time mm-hmm. at least for me and i don't really know what else to say other than that that like i just very much enjoyed it like i still have um I still have the first Space Jam like close to my heart more so than a new legacy just because like I even though Michael Jordan's not the greatest person in the world, um, for like all the dramas and stuff, um, you know, with like his family and like child support stuff, I think that's one of the dramas he went through. Um, but I for me, like the first Space Jam just means a lot because like Chicago, Mike the Bulls like that meant a lot um for for me even though like i I don't follow i didn't follow basketball but like everybody knew jordan everybody knew the the chicago bulls um and space jam was just a movie that was always on or like we always watched it when i was little and like (laughs) when i moved to la and i went to go see uh gorillas at the forum for the first time during their humans tour i think it was um i didn't say I, for a minute when i saw that thing i was like oh hold on a minute space jam was here and then i thought about it and i was the friend i was with I, uh, we were both like oh my god space jam was here and we were like forget gorillas space jam was filmed here this is really cool <laughs> oh my gosh it's so funny <laughs> it just it just meant a lot and and also to um <laughs> uh the opening to Space Jam is sort of chronicling Michael's career is like pretty cool. It's like, mm. you know, everybody knows the song, like everybody come on, it's time to slam. Now like everybody knows slam, that song. Slam. Um 
So I was expecting like another banger at the beginning of a new legacy. And it was just kind of like cool hip hop vibes. And I'm like, oh, all right. That, that's mm. that's nice, I guess. I wanted something that I could like get up and jam to. But yeah. it didn't really happen. I feel like yeah. I'm talking very like mellow. About you are Space very Jam. mellow this episode. You're like, yeah, man, this this movie was uh, super great, and it got me super excited. And <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I don't you have know. one it's coffee, just... you're just like <laughs> neutral. I don't know. It it literally is just that, like, uh, just seeing all of the heavy criticism for something that I feel like isn't worth that energy is just kind of like why are you doing that yeah you know, you know what it's just like uh at the end of the day you kind of just like have to ignore the haters and uh uh and pay attention to the celebrators you know what i'm saying like it, and plus like it's not like it the movie's doing bad or anything too you know so it's not it's no skin off from warner brothers you know what i mean like I yeah feel like, like wag did a good job um granted there was the unfortunate uh controversy where wag didn't credit oh yes uh, I don't know if it was one person or if, it was, or if there were multiple people. I'm sure people there were multiple people, that... but there was definitely uh, one that there was a, a art, uh, article, a Cartoon Brew article. Like I remember seeing an interview. Um, Alex, I can't remember his full name, but it, he was a character designer mm. uh, who helped uh, develop a lot of the stylistic choices of the Looney yeah. Tunes. And it's frustrating it's like it's very frustrating because it's the same stuff that happened with mary poppins and um Mm. it happens uh, just in so much more often than people realize and i mean that would then i realize like i I saw a tweet uh thread uh from the artist that like had other people joining in on their experiences mm, from uh, space jam specifically or just in general just in general Mm. of just feature film like it, it just I guess, I mean, it happens more often in feature film animation and more often to the design portion of feature right. film animation. And I can't tell if it's like a purposeful thing or if it's like a lost in translation because it's so uh, early on in the process sort of thing. Uh, but it's still like if you're if they're on your payroll if you're paying them then you right. have they should be in the credits like you need to yeah. credit people properly um matter of fact if they're doing any work i mean if they're doing any work for you if you breathe all, on the script you better get yeah you better yeah, exactly like they don't even <laughs> have to you don't have to pay them like if, they, if they're working on it you you should credit them but my thing is like if you have paid them there is a receipt of their name working on this film so there's no excuse that their name yeah there's there. no excuse <laughs> Um, credit people like that's yeah. plain and simple no ifs and or buts you need to credit the people that have worked on the thing that you are uh producing like yeah. you just eat the period um, um i know that there's like some rules at least in tv that i've heard where it's like you, you got to be working on the thing at least six months and i'm like no <laughs> if they yeah, touched it you need to credit them like get out of here um that's lame it's very lame if they um, touch it like at least like even if they work on it on a day at least put them in a special thanks or something i don't know something uh but it really is unfortunate um so the movie has that blight on it again much like the i haven't seen it but like the mary poppins returns thing where all those artists over at um all the animators at is it duncan i think duncan studios they mm. did a good chunk of the um 2d section on mary poppins returns 
um, but they weren't properly credited. And I think WAG like put out a tweet recently that's like a we're celebrating all of our animators that worked on the thing and it's like cool but you should have been done that you know so and like i don't know if like everybody in those Mm -hmm. credits that that are in the tweet are like people who got left out of the credits or what but regardless um it seems seem it seems like a quick oh whoops we need to say something kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know because and and this this opens up a whole nother conversation about like too that you can go to tv where um people who don't necessarily know like how the process works uh you know like they think that uh you know for example like dave alvarez is the name of the character designer i just want to throw that in there because, so that name? we properly credit dave? <laughs> dave alvarez dave alvarez there you go. yeah <laughs> he started the conversation um thank you dave we appreciate that and uh yeah it, it really is a big thing about like you know credit has to be given properly because uh this can open up a bigger conversation too about uh you know like crediting in tv basically um because you know, a lot of people that don't necessarily know how the process goes, all of the pre-production for shows obviously happens here in the States. Majority, not all, but most places, like, pre-production happens here, like, 90% of it. And then the actual, like, production part of it, like, the actual animation part happens overseas or, like, another vendor studio. Like, um, like Glitch Text, for example, like, all the pre-production is done at was done at Nickelodeon, right? But the vendor studio, or one of the vendor studios was uh, Flying Bark, which is in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, like, we give all the credit to, you know, like, the people, like, to Nickelodeon, but sometimes you don't see people actually talking about Flying Bark. Now, Mm. the showrunners of Glitch Text do a very good job of you know shouting out their vendor studio but not every place does that you know or not every place um advertises you know the all the love and like all the hard work that like went into it beyond like the main pre-production place so there's a lot of like animators whether they're you know in the philippines korea australia canada um just like the vendor studios that are actually animating the thing that you like there are a lot of people that are not necessarily getting credited for their work um, in TV because TV doesn't credit the individual stu- uh, person. TV credits the like studio. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen like anime credits. I believe where they do credit their vendors because a lot of people also don't realize this that like you know a lot of the anime that you like they also have vendor studios as well for the things that they're making like mm. the like um they'll geez like i don't know attack on titan for example i guess i'll use that one as, as an example like you know like wit studio is doing like the pre-production there and they're doing like they're like they're getting some of the terminology mixed up like is it Genga? No, you know, I'm I'm not even gonna bother because I don't. I wanna... mean, the the whole the whole point yeah, is no. that uh, like so 
much of animation goes uncredited, even though there's like so much. I, I think yeah, like just, I'm rambling a little bit, but that's that's kind of the point that like yeah, it's, it's kind of crummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crummy to not get the right credit or give credit where credit is due, and um, and I feel like a part of that can also be like this weird animation politics of it too, where it's like, okay, we want to have this brand or this look or this idea of what uh, a studio or a network is. So you might uncredit for that reason as well. Um, But uh, when it comes to like, like individuals who are being uncredited, it's like, um, I don't know. It just feels like this odd choice of, like either it's a mistake or it's just a choice that's made and it's why are you choosing to uncredit this yeah why are you um, choosing to leave someone out which isn't which isn't the right thing to do um like oh no this is it's gonna make the credits even longer one one uh second longer oh no oh no <laughs> um yeah it's 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 just it's frustrating um uh but yeah i i mean the only thing people can do is to try to continue to make sure that people's names are credited. And I feel like it might be tough too with a huge movie like that, but do it. I don't know what else you can like. You know, better record keeping, do your due diligence. Um, I'm sure the production production team is, you know, working their butt off to track those Mm. credits because at least in TV, it is the production team that um, like a certain part of the production team in post that, works on making sure credits are tracked um mm-hmm. well uh to to credit nope i actually i don't have a good segue but i'm just gonna i'm just credit gonna segue credit is due but yeah we're we're rolling up to the the, the credits of this Ooh, yeah yes okay that's good that's a great yes great transition <laughs> we are rolling to the credits of this podcast <laughs> do you have any final thoughts about space jam 2 a new let me space jam a new legacy not space jam 2 yeah it's not called space jam 2 guys it's space jam a new legacy not mm-hmm. space jam 2 there is mm-hmm. no two in the title at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. This is a reboot and not a uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? a sequel. It very well could function as a reboot, to be honest. Like just not talking about Space Jam at all. It is. It definitely like... feels like they're trying to make it more of a reboot or a redux than a sequel, which is fine. It's like yeah, because uh, I mean the way they danced around the fact that there <laughs> there was a Space Jam one, it's like okay, we'll subtly hint at it, but we're not gonna flat out be like, oh yeah, we've definitely had a basketball. They like it felt like they were kind of like, do you know how to play basketball? Like mm, maybe I don't know. <laughs> like I think I've done that one time. I'm not sure. It just felt like we all know you've done it before. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? It felt like they danced around it real swiftly. So, yeah, it's definitely, like, reboot. Um, And, uh, yeah, like, do you you feel like it has a potential for a sequel in this reboot? Like, would you want to see a Space Jam 2? A Space Jam 2? (laughs) The Space Jam saga? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, do you you see this as a um, uh, Warner Brothers cinematic universe starting type of deal? To be honest, I feel like if they... I feel like Space Jam, A New Legacy uh <laughs> space jam 2 uh bugs breaks the internet <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a good a good friend uh good friend uh, uh ash oh man i'm peeking a lot <laughs> yeah. on my laugh i'm so sorry uh 
a friend tweeted uh is space jam just like kingdom hearts um Warner Bros. kingdom hearts and i was like hmm, i guess kind oh of God. like it almost is it is um it is and like it is. It, it's kind of an isekai to be honest e- what's like, isekai look- hmm? what's an isekai isekai is you know that like brand of anime that i kind of don't that i don't really like right now because it's Uh-oh. just I'm scared. Uh, getting whisked it's it's like the it's the brand of anime where like dude gets whisked away to another world and like sword art or i was gonna say Re-Zero. sword art online or dot yeah. hack or something yeah sword art dot hack re-zero um even you know inuyasha <laughs> <laughs> Inuyasha, yeah, even Inuyasha, oh, okay. <laughs> um, where a character gets whisked away to another world and has to basically amphibia get involved. Uh, well, 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 people already make that joke that like amphibia and Owl House are Disney's isekai shows right now. Um, <laughs> Dragon Tales. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just naming cartoons now. <laughs> Continue. Uh, Dragon Tales is an isekai. Emmy <laughs> <laughs> and Emmy and, and Max get isekai to the dragon land. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um, but but yeah, it's it's that particular thing. But like isekai, like the like the colloquial, at least within um the the term. Has only been popularized like sort of now within anime culture um because there's just been so many mm-hmm. that that have ex- um that are like popping up left and right in a short span of time like there's even an anime called isekai quartet that has characters from the different popular isekai like konosuba um oh. re-zero uh what is the other one the skeleton dude uh, uh under, undertale no <laughs> no it's not undertale it's uh oh geez it's the dude he's a skeleton but he's like an mmo character mmo skeleton uh, oh there's a plane passing by but okay. it's overlord okay um but yeah that's what isekai is uh but but isekai also is just kind of like it's very horny ah okay oh, i was super horny because it's just like i'm an average dude and oh no mm, I I would, get... yeah I'd, I'd say that about owl house and <laughs> 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 no i'm so no. sorry i'm no. sorry <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep <laughs> they follow yep okay <laughs> Just like i'm an average dude and uh oh no all the girls so it's almost like harem wanna... like it has a harem aspect yeah to it's it, got that harem it. aspect okay. yeah. to it uh some isekai lean into it more than others some isekai uh try to make fun of it mm-hmm. uh but yeah um i miss the days of girl isekai like eska flaune or inuyasha um where girl gets whisked away to another world and all the dudes are like you're pretty hot i guess but like it's less i don't know i feel like girl isekai back in the day was uh less gross and weird it feels like i i feel like uh, thinking isekai. of because i can't think of any other example of girl isekai in Yasha, pre-tier that i've seen um, oh, okay and Fine. but i i think uh thinking about it it's like it's we more can... romantic in its like yeah it's more romantic 
like it's very much like like romantic in the uh literal literary sense and uh i guess also in the literally sense where it's like okay um there there can be attraction in the characters but it's not overtly like sexualized like it's more like a budding uh relationship uh and understanding of each other um, yeah and uh, also like whimsical in its you know understanding uh, and finding of the world and whatnot uh so that's like the the, the literary sense but um yeah i guess the that's why lebron james and bugs bunny make it no I'm kidding. they do make out at the end if you guys want to see like <laughs> you gotta can we gotta talk watch about it. that for a minute before we end actually <laughs> okay yeah so since we're ending let's talk about that ending that was kind of frustrating that was really frustrating <laughs> And I don't know why they did that. So, I think that was the only thing. No, that was the second thing that I actually kind of hated about Space Jam. <laughs> I mean, a new <laughs> legacy. I didn't like what happened with Bugs Bunny. I was like, why did you do that? And then the second, and then the first thing was like seeing Rick and Morty pop up. I'm like, oh, what was the point of this? Everybody hated that. Like, it's so weird. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know why. There's so much hate for the Rick and Morty taz reveal and i'm like all right it's cool it's fine and so many people were like no this is why this movie's terrible okay maybe hate's too strong i just i was just kind of like groaning i'm like oh of course freaking wordy okay okay. yeah um but i mean definitely i mean okay so at the end of the movie uh bugs bunny sacrifices himself in order to uh save the world (laughs) which sounds outrageous saying out loud like i feel like we didn't really explain how the world got involved but anyway the world gets involved in in the conflict and bugs Bunny saves the world by sacrificing his life and everything's super sad um but then at the end like at the epilogue i guess of the epic uh, basketball game where they finally they win the basketball game and Bugs Bunny sacrifices himself and we see Bugs Bunny die and get deleted off of the server first he pops back up in the real world with LeBron James and they're kind of just like well uh, I'm Bugs Bunny I, I I don't die I'm Bugs Bunny <laughs> all yeah, right it's so strange. and now I'm gonna go live with you and it's like it's so strange it's what just is happening it's like, just it like felt- wow we all he, he like like he's in lola's arms like dying yeah and then everybody gets whisked back to their respective like digital server warner brother ip worlds Mm -hmm. and all the people that are captured by don Cheadle because don Cheadle, which by hot don Cheadle. wait wait, hold on sorry just which is another thing sorry i'll go back to it really which is another thing that's are you just pointing out another plot hole yeah another plot (laughs) hole i was just kind of like what i mean i accepted it but i was still like huh like how do they not know that he's don Cheadle? because like it's this is, it's the real world right yeah but it's a lot of plot holes it's, in this it's movie. the real it's fine. world uh but no algae rhythm just looks like don Cheadle, <laughs> and and this good look. joke good joke lebron <laughs> says the algorithm is black which is good joke it made me laugh. <laughs> that's and a I good was joke like, cool mm-hmm. but i was expecting like why do you look like Don Cheadle? That's what I was. You know what? <laughs> Another thing to like, there's so many things like, OK, uh, like, look, Bugs Bunny comes back at the end. It's kind of weird. It's frustrating. It's just like a weird vibe. It, like, it feels like the movie suddenly ends on it. It just doesn't it just doesn't land 
it's a gymnastic routine of a movie you know it's just like oh it was a bunch of like flips and we're like well this is crazy this is awesome and then it kind of like stumbles at the ending we're just like oh, oh, okay i guess i guess it's over so it feels weird frustrating okay now <laughs> don Cheadle. not addressing don Cheadle. it was kind of like okay that kind of felt weird too it's like ah, we we know it's don Cheadle. just you say the algorithm john don Cheadle. <laughs> like that would be a fun joke and another thing that isn't really frustrating for me, but something I kind of wish that they did, but I'm okay that they didn't do, but it would have been fun if they did, is like, I kind of wish that they went a little bit more meta with the, the, the whole reason, like the, um, the, the inciting incident, I guess you could say, uh, like, the like the, saying the, the ideas are bad or yeah, exactly. Like I kind of wish that the idea that Don Cheadle algorithm had was to make a Space Jam a new legacy. And mm. like, I kind of wish that they went that direction. Um, and this is not even like, I mean, I find it's like, not like, necessary. A, like a high school musical, the musical kind of medicine. Yeah, where they're like, you know, like, 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 yeah, like kind of like, he's kind of like, oh, LeBron James, it would be cool if you did like this huge like basketball movie where like all the water brother like uh characters are there and it's it'll be like a reboot of space jam and he's like no that's a stupid idea and don chilo's like well we're gonna make it anyway and like this movie is kind of like the movie that algae rhythm has created i wonder if there's like a like i kind of wish that. that they did because that seems like that, that's what i was thinking it was going to be like when mm -hmm. he started pitching the idea like we should do a space jam reboot and he's like no and he's like well i'll force you to make a face space jam reboot um and maybe not even necessarily saying space jam reboot but like i was it just felt like that was the direction like may, maybe him even just saying like oh i want you to make a basketball movie where you are playing basketball with water brother characters and he's just like mm, no and he's like all right well i'll make you do it and i don't know maybe just tease at the end that this is the movie that i was trying to force him to make right um and, and be meta with it but that's just me that's something that i was just like thinking about like the entire movie like oh man that would been so I cool i bet you there's a version of the script that has something similar or just yeah. like that and maybe they were maybe warner was like that's too I don't know. Maybe they had, maybe they felt like it was yeah, too much of a personal too. dig. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Teen Titans Go always like digs on Warner, like on it on mm -hmm. themselves. So Teen Titans Go is very funny. <laughs> I, I, to, I still want to see. I, I would like to see that movie. There's oh, so that movie is good. I I watched the Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans movie finally, and um, I was kind of refusing to watch it for a while because I was like was I was like ah, what is this gonna be? I don't even I don't even get it. Um, but it was actually pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty funny um teen titans go is funny everybody should watch it it's um all of you are fools if you poo poo it it's very funny yeah guys just have fun like you know I, I i know people kind of like crit on things sometimes because there's an old version of a thing that's being rebooted or remade or reimagined and maybe it's a little frustrating to see these like things reimagined or rebooted or recreated or not the same as you thought it was or felt like it was but that's just time that's like things aren't going to be the same as they were before when you were a kid especially when you were a kid like come on dude like you're an adult <laughs> like it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same as the 90s one guys i'm sorry 
Yeah, exactly. And like I had this thing too where I was like conversating with a friend uh about uh Jellystone and they're like, so Oh funny. man, like oh th like this doesn't look like the old Hanna Barbera, like is this it's I so don't frustrating. Want it to and look I'm just like, like Hanna Barbera. <laughs> like, bro, like this looks better. <laughs> and it's also funnier. Like, this is so much fun. Like, I actually give it a chance and like Doggy Daddy enjoy and Doggy are so funny and sweet yeah so yeah i don't know just try it just try it guys come on <laughs> try enjoying uh, yourself uh, 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 uh. you don't have to try it for the rest of your lives just try it one day just try it for one day <laughs> be happy that things exist and you're still living <laughs> didn't you all see zootopia even though he becomes a cop at the end <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah well, like media it's okay to critique media but yeah it but don't go too far where you're just nitpicking for nitpicking sake like yeah. things should be criticized and you can like things and still be critical of them and not everything is absolved from criticism but you know pick your battles pick your battles and just like ash ketchum and pokemon pick your battles <laughs> I've been Wayman Singleton, and this has been uh, the Black and Red thing. No, I won't give up. No, I won't give in till I reach the end. Until I start again. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time. This episode was edited by Tyler Schlossman with music by Ergo Funk. 